Episode 10, Acmina. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, I'm not doing it. You just got that recorded perfectly. Uh, all right, and that starts our Life Day celebration here on Star What the Happy Life Day, everybody. Happy Life Day. It, it's such a wonderful day of the year, isn't it? It's, you, you go home. I, I like Life Day because it's day. It doesn't go into the night, apparently. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's got to end at sundown. Life right? Day. Yeah. Or else they say Life Day. Day night or something. That's true. Mm. You know, Life Day is such a wonderful holiday. You meet up, you get up with your family, you have fun, you celebrate life, I guess. Jay, what does Life Day mean to you? Life Day means to me a long, terrible special in one of my favorite film franchises (laughs) that we just watched like nine minutes of B. Arthur and. I want to, like, gouge my eyes out. It was just, it was pure, pure torture. And if it wasn't for Life Day, I would have never had to experience that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that is true. Whenever I think of this wonderful time of the year, the Life Day season, I do end up thinking about the Star Wars holiday special quite frequently. The problem is Life Day, (laughs) it sours you to life in general. (laughs) (laughs) it, It is not, we don't. We don't live in a very good life knowing that this exists right. in the universe. It's life day, but not so good. Not life. only does the uh, Star Wars holiday special exist in our universe, it exists in their universe. It is a. It might not be canon anymore due to the recent removal of everything, basically. <laughs> due to Disney kind of coming on. Yeah. And the, basically, the only things that weren't cut were the movies. The TV and the TV shows. And yeah. that only includes, I think, the Clone Wars. I don't think uh, droids is... But I'm sure canon. a lot of people still will consider this canon anyway. Yeah, there's no reason that Despite this cannot be canon. But at the same time... Just the fact that at one point this was canon is insane. It is, yeah. It's, it's absolutely really, insane. It's only legitimized as canon because Boba Fett... Yeah, like, for a, for a film series <laughs> that doesn't exist... Like, a film that George Lucas tried to remove from Star Wars history... This is a weirdly canon piece of it. It, like Chewbacca's family, canon. His son comes back in the in the in the books. The the probably the worst. The whole thing. I mean, we're not here just to talk about why it's terrible. We're here to talk about Ekmina, the B. Arthur character. Yeah. Um. But there's parts of her scenes that just it just irks me. Like she's she's a bartender in the cantina. Uh, is it the cantina? Is yeah, it the it same is, cantina? It is, it is the same cantina. Well, she is. They say it's in tattooing. Yeah, exactly. It is the exact... But we don't know it's the same, do we? Yes, we do. It is Chalman's Cantina, which okay. is the uh, cantina that they stop at. She is the night bartender. Oh, okay. So, well, and so show... for Life Day, she is the night bartender. Yeah, well, they she was they the do bartender. show footage from the movie, actually, the original movie. Yeah, they do show one or Cut two in, things. It looks so like, you... At least it looks like it. They the... recreated it. And the not. aliens that play the movie, the band, it looks like the same aliens it's, from the movie. It's it's basically... It could be of the same species. Not the, same. No, the bar looks a lot cheaper. So it's yeah, not even it it's not even that it just looks cheaper. It's it looks like you took a movie set, turned on all the lights, removed all mystery from it altogether. You can see the 
the creases in these costumes and it's where shot them... on video first of all it's shot for tv well that's video. The, the video takes away it just it brightens everything up right. and it takes away the mystery of film but you can see where like the masks end and yeah. like a human body starts well that's here's the thing and i think did we introduce this is our podcast today? if i had to describe what this what did we introduce ourselves today no, we didn't. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're partying here. This is our That's life true. celebration. That's true. You're right. We're I'm partying. sorry. Sorry. Okay. Me, so the down. thing about this this bar, the way I would describe it to you guys at home, if you've never seen this special, which... As a Star Wars fan, shame on you. If, if you haven't, haven't seen it, turn your fan card in. Yeah, that, that's a really big problem if you haven't seen this. Because I cannot exist as a Star Wars fan without trying to get people to watch this. Right. Because it's that bad. It's, it's really bad. But... The way and I would bad in a bad way. Oh, absolutely. But the way I would describe the bar is that imagine if Star Wars was a laugh track sitcom, like it was a three camera setup, it was live in front of an audience. This would be the bar in that seat. In this that, is the, the the Big Bang Theory bar. This would be uh, like imagine like you were watching Cheers, but it took place in space. Yeah, that's it, what it looks like. It's Star Wars Holly Special. Is to Star Wars what the uh, Legends of the Superheroes is to DC Comics. Yes. It's yes. that horrific. But I feel like most people know the Star I Wars. Don't think it's trendy. Special. Don't think it's so bad. It's cool. It's not. Oh, no. It's painful. This it, is a painful. It, I think overall, the Star Wars Holiday Special and Life Day is so bad it's cool. But as you sit down and watch five minutes of this of this this special, it's just torture. Yeah, you know we didn't even watch like the worst segments. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I, the, I, the, the, there's two segments in this. The opening of the film where it's nothing but the Wookiees talking is really painful. But then there's like a sequence. We'll talk about him later. You know where what? Harvey Corman explains how to make a computer. <laughs> that is like the worst minutes. thing in human history. Watching it five minutes though is like drinking piss out of a piss ocean. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. a lot more, but it's the, the five minutes alone is yeah. This enough. this whole special is like what an hour and a half, maybe two hours. I I I can't ever tell because it feels like an eternity. Yeah. All right, so that's right. how angry we get about this yeah. Star Wars holiday special. It's right. not even the topic of the episode. It's just right. we're. we're I have that's... a Star Wars joke, by the way. Go for it. And I have a holiday question, but I can do it anytime you want me to. Okay, hold it then. All right. Um, that's how angry we get about the Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, but we're here today on uh, the eve of Life Day, I assume. Today is Christmas Eve when we're airing this. Um, and we are going to talk about B. Arthur's character, Akmina. Mm. Akmina. You know, as a, as a character... tough. Uh, yeah. As a character that exists in the Star Wars universe, I do not mind her. I could, I could get behind a character played by B. Arthur in a Star Wars anything. It's the fact that she exists in this movie, and with this writing and with these jokes. I think it's just the scene that's just terrible. Like yeah. she's she's the she's a hard ass bartender. You can picture her because there's all these rowdy aliens. Well, sort of rowdy aliens that, and she pretty much handles them on her own. Yeah, her bouncer she, isn't worth anything. She's got them under control, and and there's some short person. I don't know what species are supposed to be, but it helps. But <laughs> a little do much. I mean, it's really her place, and she's in charge. And well, she, that's the thing. It's not actually her place. It's actually Cholman's. It is. Who Chulman's. is Cholman? He's a Wookiee. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's a weird thought, isn't it? It's it weird is. thinking that a, a Wookiee owns a bar. Is that's this tie-in? Is that tie-in to the Life Day thing, which is a Wookiee nah, holiday? Nah, it's just coincidence. Mm. She sees the night... So we'll start off with who she is. She is the night bartender at Chalvin's Cantina. She was much more popular 
than the day canteen, uh, the day uh, bartender Ooh. were. Who you, how do you say? Sp- how do you pronounce it? Were W? I always say U- woo her. It, yeah, it's W U H R U R. Yeah, and he's no. That's that's the 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 little oh, the... pig nosy guy from uh, New Hope that get the droids out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he's a terrible bartender. <laughs> yeah, I, and there, she, I assume that. Um... But she's tougher than him because she uh, handles the night. I would yeah. assume the night's a little more. Yeah, I imagine well, it's way rowdier than the thing is they're not. I mean, they're rowdy supposed to. Be, yeah, they're really not that. If you watch it, they're just kind of like no fights are breaking out. No one's shooting first. Well, they couldn't actually have a fight in the bar because the costumes would have fallen apart. (laughs) (laughs) The budget was so low, you couldn't afford a laser blast. She sweet talks them all, and they're all just fine with it. Yeah, I mean, she seems like somebody I would like to know. Yeah, I mean, that's the bar that you would want to go to just to kind of be around her and and, and experience that firsthand. It's a very family-friendly bar, too. She definitely... The one thing I've definitely noticed about her... We'll we'll talk about her character, I guess, first. She seems very insistent that you keep drinking. Well, you think she works for commission or something. (laughs) Like, she insists, you know, here, drink this. Are you done? Drink another. Come on. Right, right. Well, that makes sense for her job. But on the other hand, she gives away free drinks all the time. It's true. She gave away a whole, like, she gave away a whole round. So not only the easygoing aliens, really, they're not that rowdy. She's also like an easygoing. Maybe she knows that. It's almost like they don't need the money. Or, or maybe, you know, it's not about money, but to, if they drink so much and get to a certain point, her job gets easier. Uh, yeah. Well, no, because if you, you, I imagine that if aliens get drunk, it's actually worse than maybe humans they get Well, that's, drunk. A, that's a whole other issue. What do you, what do aliens drink? They can't all drink the same kind of stuff. They obviously. did. She had one pitcher and went around <laughs> and poured it for everybody. I assume that they were blue milk uh, Russians. Um, they're blue milk by... Wait a minute. Now... You see, every species is drinking the same thing because in Star Wars, you know, the one guy walked in and said, "I'll have one of these, whatever." She grabbed the one pitcher, <laughs> filled it with him. Went over to another guy, filled it with him. Same pitcher. It was same just. Picture. But like, in, the, in the movies, the aliens, some of them were shown doing different things. Not, yes, they were. Some of them had weird contraptions they were drinking I, out of. I mean, I assume that like every cantina in the Star Wars universe probably also is a hookah bar. Hookah bar, like everybody just, bar. Yeah, like a, they smoke. And they do whatever I that think they you have. You see a little bit of that in the yeah, New Hope. Yeah, and we know that uh, that at least exists in this universe yeah. because Jabba has one. But not in this family-friendly um, show. Well, no, no, but no. That, that's because drinking, they're all drinking milk, I assume. Um, <laughs> so the bulk of her scene, after she's kind of pushing drinks on the aliens and you see these terrible costumes up close, is uh, the other character comes in. But there's like two parts to this. Yes. yes. So we meet another character played by Harvey Corman. Krellman. Krellman. Um, that's who how is, this... who should be called Creepman. Yeah, really. <laughs> he's, really... <laughs> he's as creepy as it gets. Yeah, he, he goes up to the bar and he asks to talk to her. He doesn't want a drink. Yeah. But he, t- he gets one because uh, she asks if he wants a drink. Basically, he tries to hit on her. It's implied then, that he's hitting her, of yeah, course. For the next five minutes. That's yeah. what he does. That's that's the whole sequence for five is, minutes. I don't blame her for brushing him off constantly. Because he's super creepy. I mean, if I was her, I'd be, first of all, too busy to talk to anybody. Yeah. Second of all, this guy is, like, totally disturbing. And, he has a mouth on the top of his head. Like, he has a volcano. He, yeah. He's like a volcano. But she should be used to seeing all kinds of aliens. I know, but he's just, uh, he's so boring. And so, I swear, we sat here and watched it for, for five minutes, and I tuned out and fell asleep yeah. for, for about a minute during it. 
Maybe the yeah, writer started, was trying, maybe the writer who wrote this was working out some issues and just had to put that in there. <laughs> but the thing is that I imagine the Personal writer, issues. the writer that wrote this, probably wrote like an episode of what? What would she have been on? Would she be on the Golden Girls at the time? No, this no, was no, pre. Yeah, this Girls. was pre Golden Girls. So whatever. Maud. Yeah, she would have been Maud. So it would have been. That's what it feels like, like though. Like, I mean, it it doesn't. It's like they took this awesome Star Wars scene can't and you see and, the director and saying, "No, we've got Harvey Korman." We've got B. Arthur. Let's get a little Maud Chandler in here. <laughs> yeah. See, that would be okay. At least somewhat. It just feels like that's <laughs> like, what the thought was. Yeah, but the, like, the, the jokes aren't any better like in the Star Wars universe. It's yeah, still what happens boring. to him after all? I mean, she brushes him off, but how does it resolve? Or... Well, he comes. we see him come back at the end. We see him give her flowers at the end of the other half of her sequence, the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, okay. is, the, which is the better half. It is the better Wait, half. But let me saying t- flowers grow in tattooing? Actually, good question. Um, or he just buy them somewhere. I guess he bought them somewhere. Or they grow out of his butt. I don't know. Which is pretty likely, so, I think, for him. So the second half of the of the the clip or the the, the scene is is a song, and it's uh. So it is the Cantina song. It's yes, a, it is. A, it's the Cantina. It's an band evolution of the Cantina song with with lyrics. No, no, no. The evolution of the Cantina song is that disco version of it. That they <laughs> yes, <made>. yes. <laughs> Woo! Good that, that's. That's the evolution. This is a devolution. <laughs> <laughs> Did this song ever come out on its own? Because I have the 45 of the Cantina song, the original one. Wow. Nice. But is there a recording of this song that was released? No, one? only on VHS that somebody copied a long time ago. Because yeah. that's the only way you can watch this special. So the song... Song on Arthur's Greatest Hits album? <laughs> oh my god. That would be so good. <laughs> so the song itself... It starts out and it's 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 neat. It's a little you know uh, end of the night song, and it goes on and it goes on and then it goes on and it never ends. It was just it was terrible by I, the end. I like, kind of like to think though that the version of the Cantina song that the band is playing is like the closing time. Because right. it does song. seem a little like slower paced and kind of milder than yeah. the right, real like Cantina it's like, song. You know, it's the ending song. It's the last song you drink to and then you go home, you know. I think they could have been tired, too, from playing all night. It's their piano man, you know. (laughs) That you you head home after. I think it's her piano man. Do you think think it's literally the same band from A New Hope? Yes. So they got to be tired. They've seen someone get shot already in the cantina earlier at some point. Well, this isn't late. Uh, New Hope doesn't happen on Life Day. Uh, this isn't yeah, the same true, day. True, this is this is uh, this would true. be afterwards. This would have been after the events of uh, New Hope. You really know that? Well, yeah, because this st- this special takes place after uh, New okay. Hope. So, I mean, unless this is a recording no. that happened a while back, that's a true. It has to. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. Why is this song with B. Arthur and the whole like scene in the cantina required viewing for the Empire? <laughs> Why are they telling the troops that they all have to watch this? Which is very true because it's not just a you know a narrative story where you know they cut to the cantina as this happens. They're physically watching this as almost like a like a like a self help video or it's actually instructional. Weir- it's actually video. weirder than that. It's okay. Imagine in real life, and we we sort of do this. So I'm not gonna. I'm not saying we don't. So don't put in the comments that we do. You know. Um, I don't think we've gotten any comments. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're getting some. Um, imagine we watch the TV show. Our troops, our troops in the U.S. military, were required to watch a TV show about life in Africa because we want to make us feel better about ourselves. Is that what the Empire, like, Imperial that's guy what, said? That's what they say. They say 
we're watching this, we're showing you this in hopes that you can feel better about yourself. And they didn't just watch the song, they watched the whole clip, right? <laughs> Since when does the Empire care about making its soldiers feel better about themselves? Aren't they just clones anyway? <laughs> Why would they even care about that? They probably would make them form it. They'd either. rather use fear or make them more miserable, right? Well, that's true. Like, well, but that's the thing. Maybe like, that was deep down. Yeah. <laughs> watch torture. this, you will feel better, and by the end, it's they're torture. just killing each other. I, yeah, I would really like That's all I could think about if I was a stormtrooper and I was in that situation. I'd be like, man, I could really go for a drink right now. This whole <laughs> thing this whole thing's like some of the times you see on TV shows where really what you're watching is other people watching something else. Because yeah. in this Life Day special, you know, there's one point where the, the Wookiees sit around and watch a concert on their little hollow thing. When you just watch what they're watching. And now here we're watching a whole segment on, that has nothing to do with anything that they're watching. Oh God. And we have to watch. I just realized something. That whole special is about us watching them watch something. Exactly. Every sequence in that movie is them watching Them something. watching the band. <laughs> them watching Which if you the think cartoon. about it, if you think about it oh on a meta God. level, the crap that they watch is so horrible that we have to watch <laughs> makes what we're watching, a the ho- aka the holiday special, not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. If I had to watch just the parts of it, it would be actually no wait no. When the the Wookies are probably the most one of the more painful parts. If you remove them and just show me a sequence of really stupid things. So somebody probably read the script and said, this is unwatchable. They said, all right, well, we're not going to watch that. We're going to watch them watching that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the original script was like an hour and a half special where it was nothing but the Wookiees talking. Do you think, like, (laughs) making this required viewing for the Empire is what makes the Imperial uh, soldiers so angry and bitter all the time? Probably. What if they have to see this every day? What if it's not just once a year? We watched it out of context. We didn't even watch the whole film. We just watched the scene just now. Right. And it was torture. I mean, could you imagine watching the I'd want to shoot some Jedi after seeing this. I would. Oh, my God. It is real. Like, yeah, that would but actually be so angry. You know what? I'd be so angry while I'm shooting them, I would miss them terribly. I'd be just too angry. I couldn't focus. <laughs> Which explains why they're, they're shooting all the time and can't hit anything. I would explain. Because the Star Wars holiday special. B. Arthur on the brain. B. Arthur segment. It's not even her. It's the creepy. Well, that's the thing is that, like, that song, it's it's because it's based off of a song that's already an earworm. The Cantina yeah. song stuck is stuck in my head, but her version of it is stuck in my head. So if we can go back to the song, this song is awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, this, you know what? Night, but you know what? Not we talked goodbye. in a previous episode. We talked in a previous episode about one of the games they play in the Star Wars universe, and now we're talking about a song that supposedly is inspirational to people in the Star Wars universe. I'm starting to think that in the Star Wars universe, entertainment sucks. Is there anything that's good that they do and they enjoy? Yeah, really? I, I can tell you one thing. What? Throw somebody in a rancor pit. <laughs> that's about the most exciting that's, thing. Then they're barbar- You know, we well, have okay. better entertainment now on Earth. Well, that's actually and a good they point. they could have in Star Wars universe. You know, that's actually a good point because every entertainment thing that we watch them do does not really entertain us. Yeah. Because what do we see them do? We watch them watch pod kit racing. <laughs> yep. Then we watch them... In Attack of the Clones, I don't think we have anything. But in... Uh, Revenge of the Sith, they're watching that weird, like, ball of water with people jumping around in it during the sequence when Anakin and uh, Everything Palpatine they do, everything for entertainment is boring. Uh, Attack of the Clones, they had the, like, like the Gladiator Stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah, so Which we know I, that they gladiate. Kind of that, that, uh, that was fun, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. But that would be fun, like, in the sense that, like... See, I like the barbaric stuff. I want to see... <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's because that's stuff man we don't versus, actually see. Man versus beast. <laughs> right. Um, don't like, they have, like... There's no, like, monster truck racing. Is there anything? No, <laughs> 
Not no, even racing. No, it's, it's, they, we have racing, at least. Um, but would race. you rather get stuck watching, um, I don't know, I don't think you're a fan of NASCAR, would you rather get stuck watching NASCAR for like two weeks straight or one session of a pod race? I like the pod race. You do? Yeah, you missed yeah, we, the pod race. Yeah, episode. we did. We did have a pod oh, racing episode. Sorry, uh, I I enjoy the pod race. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I, I would rather watch the pod race. Pod race is still only fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to tell you the truth, we watch them for the same reasons. We want to see something crash. <laughs> I, the best sequence in the pod racing was the crashing. So, but uh, going back to what we were talking about, yes, this is a terrible entertainment. Terrible, this. terrible, and it's a um, terrible segment in general. Uh, but like. So, so during the sequence okay. of this dance, of there, there is a lot of stuff that we know. If you go to the Wikipedia page for this entire sequence, for the dance sequence alone, the Wikipedia article is a mile long. <laughs> it's because every single character she interacts with has a name, has something, because they're all characters from... Like, at least half of them are from A New Hope. Yeah, now, that's the reason why. But I was going to ask you, I always watched this and thought that most of the aliens are just made up for this special. You're telling me a lot of them are actually real uh, aliens? You, you see Call a lot of them to... from, from New Hope. You see you see Greedo oh, redone yeah. as... Well, Lodo or something? It's Lodo. another of the same species, yeah. It's exactly the same costume. Much cheaper and <laughs> much more pathetic. It same look a little shirt. <laughs> I mean, if we can focus on Lado, I think his name was. Um, Ludlow. 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 If we can focus on Ludlow for a second, oh, yeah. during the song, there is a part where B. Arthur and Ludlow are dancing. Now, Ludlow, same species as Greedo, yes. same costume, but somehow looks really bad. I think it's the tape, like the video. It's tape definitely the lighting, lighting and the tape, and he yeah, moves absolutely. like crap too. But like the best part is the costume he does, is the dance he does. He has his like. He has his like shoulders up and it's his like hands a, out, and he's just kind of like it's almost like a back and forth. It's almost like a slow, terrible thriller in person. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to be uh, inappropriate, like, but it does look like he's doing something with his hands that he's trying to do. Yeah, like he's trying. He really move can't his hands a little bit, but uh, he's doing that thing where he's checking the size of the Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> it is the worst dance you've ever seen. It, it really kinda, is. Imagine like. No one can move. You've noticed all the people in this thing, they move hard. Yeah, well, that's why the Cantina scene was so great, was they never showed people moving. They showed them sitting right. and talking. This one has them up and dancing, and you see every flaw in their costume. And Clearly, right. that's what Greedo's, Ludo's fault was. Ludlow. Ludlow. Get it right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ludlow's not my favorite star. Ludlow looks, comes off as being a, a complete pathetic moron. In I mean, but everybody does. But even, they show, except for B. Arthur, maybe. You also see... Um, uh, you see a, a quick shot of Muftak, who is the little like four-eyed, uh, abominable snowman-looking thing. Oh, yeah, right, right. You see, you I, see the I hammerhead think, guy. You that? see Momo yeah. Nadon, I believe his name is uh, the hammerhead guy. Yeah. Yep. You see, um, not enough of him. Yeah. She, well, she kind of like does she like stroke his hammerhead for a minute there? He, he, I know she serves him a drink. Yeah, she's yeah. over there hanging with him for a minute. I was my favorite alien. He's very cool. Love... You see, you see. Um, I feel like you see like the resurrected Panda Baba. <laughs> uh, well, I guess he doesn't die. He just his arm is resurrected. Were there a lot made up just for this thing? But there were a lot of like human male with white face, you know, <laughs> like uh, basically Halloween costume type stuff. Yeah. There, um, so no, there are one or two made up ones, but they're very simple. Um, was there a Wolfman? We'll talk guy about in one there? of them. Wolfman was had Wolfman. one scene. Yeah, he, he has he, one he, shot. Like it would be. It's like the shot from. Um, 
uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, a New Hope. New Hope. There is a shot of him in New Hope. And you see the devil guy. You see um, the little short guy that they made the action figure of. Uh, the Snaggletooth guy. What is his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You yeah. see him. I think he gets thrown. I think one of them gets thrown out at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Are any of the gets... aliens in this, this sequence um, action figures that were made? They're not from the movie. Like, any from the holiday special. Just from the holiday special of this case. The only scene. holiday special action figure that I know that exists is the Boba Fett. Yeah, they Boba made Boba Fett. Fett in the coloring from the yeah, holiday special. Yeah, because his coloring's different. Um, um, no, but you know what? I'm sure you could find a... Somebody's already probably made a fan made of uh, Akmina. I'm sure there's a couple of fan made ones. Akmina actually has a little bit of a fan base because... I w- this is a fact I wanted to mention. On the Wikipedia, it mentions that Bonnie Burton uh, really likes... Uh, Akmina? Akmina. Yeah. Uh, because I think it's just because... It's a very good. It is a good character. There yeah. is something to like about it in the sense that, um, I don't know, having a having another female in the Star Wars universe. Yes, yeah, a rare thing. <laughs> like, I'm sure, there's one, and she's kind of yeah. rowdy and a little fun. Like, oh, it, if this was a better written special, she'd be good. And we love Bonnie Burton, so yeah, it's true. Bonnie Burton is awesome. Another chance. Yeah. Hey, hi, Bonnie. <laughs> think she'll show up in the new movie as some kind of tribute. It's an homage. She might actually be the first female trooper. I wouldn't be surprised. No. Um, Let's talk about Akmina's history. Okay. No, I didn't know there was any. There is actually a bit of a history to her. Now, technically, I don't know if any of this is still canon. This is still probably part of their Legends, whatever line it is called now. Um, so Akmina, we know, we don't really know much about her past. We know that she was a knight. She worked at Chalman's Cantina. She was um, the knight bartender. Uh, she was more popular than were because she sang. Oh yeah, and she seems to be very nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she and she clearly knows how to serve drinks because she's like, just she doesn't pour out the same pitcher. Anyone can do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so There's no mixing going on. But here's what ended up happening afterwards. Now we don't know anything what happened between her and Krellman. Uh, that 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 is never elaborated on. Maybe but, nothing happened. Hopefully, God, I hope so because yeah. I really. Ho- He's really creepy. Yeah, he um, does it to every nighttime bartender and tattoo. But he's like the kind of guy that, like, you know, the waitress touched him once, and like, uh, yeah. she was super nice to uh, him. He's like falls all over, and then he over falls all nothing. over, and he kind of becomes stalkerish. He, he's probably the last. First of all, he's probably the last of his species. Yeah, the volcano head species. I bet he's the last one. Yeah, he's looking we, for any way to. So we don't know what anything, but afterwards, we know that one of the new aliens introduced in the Star Wars uh, holiday special who is a green-faced humanoid with has a uh, robe I pointed him out to you guys mm-hmm. who wears a yellow robe uh, he was introduced in the holiday special that's his first appearance he is an actor and he was a down on his luck character because in the Star Wars universe at this time being non-human was mm-hmm. you know it was be like it was an impressive environment okay. for non-humans so he didn't really get as many acting jobs, so he kind of just fell into a depression. Mm. But him and B. Arthur sort of hit it off as an acting troupe. Okay. They formed an acting troupe, and they got famous for uh, doing a retelling of Luke Sky- of the Luke Skywalker story. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least the... Uh, she wasn't even working when he came in. <laughs> yeah. No, but they, that, that, that's the it's thing. A famous story. <laughs> it's a famous story about that, because it, uh, it was four years after the Battle of Yavin, so it would have been around the time of, uh, what... Uh, it would have been right after. So who played who the in, the, in the, the play? Um, I don't know. That's the question I wanted yeah. to ask you. Uh, if in an acting troupe that is at least known of made up of a green humanoid and B. Arthur, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Who do uh, you think played? B. Arthur is Han Solo, for sure. Oh my god, I well, watched that. Well, the Luke Skywalker story <laughs> has more than two characters in it. The, the, so they, it's like a, like the one-man show. Uh, they, they play a bunch, but turns. B. Arthur is for sure Han Solo. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. obviously Princess Leia? Look, she can also be Princess Leia. Oh, she I see. Be better Princess Leia a little bit. <laughs> but, I don't know. Well, who plays Obi-Wan? Because that's another well, key the green factor. Guy. The green guy. Uh, the green guy. He, he has a cost. He has a role. So already. why isn't this being made as a Flash animation by somebody? <laughs> <laughs> it great. might have been. <laughs> so, but you know what I love about this story is that it exists. Like mm-hmm. somebody spent time to write this story yeah, and yeah. made it canon. Like, like that somebody was like, but I, I love that it's not Krellman. Oh, like, Frank it wasn't Evans. like Krellman in a movie. That like, came back. Because like, that's Evan's what I would have. Because yeah. that's, like, I, I would have done that. Like, he's creepy, but that would have been the logical thing to do. So they picked a random character in the background and said, like, that guy. Yeah, yeah. You don't really get to see that guy. No, you don't. I don't really think you even get a great face shot because no. the shot I showed him to you guys in was their <laughs> acting combined. duo should be. Called I didn't even know he's humanoid. Their acting duo should be called anyone but Krellman. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter. It's just whoever. You know what? That should be one of our. Uh, uh, what do you call it when you write a book when you're old? Uh, one of the uh, memoir. Memoir. Your memoirs. Ton of anyone more memoirs. Krellman. Anyone, anyone but, but Krellman. Krellman. Uh, so Akmina, she's cool. Yeah, yeah it's she makes the the cantina fun. I mean, the production makes the cantina terrible. That you know that whole sequence is awful. We, we I kind of so want a recording time. of that song though. Even yeah, if though, I could get a nicer recording, I know it's bad, but I think it's clever the way they work in the original cantina music. Anyway. Yeah, I, I do like that, and it, it really says a lot that we like the character, but right. we hate the scene. Yeah, yeah. like what does that tell you. It tell you see that B. Arthur is better than. Uh, it, it's it's either she she stands out, yeah. or the the direction and production is just absolutely terrible. Oh, it's definitely. And I think we know that it's a little bit of each. Yeah, well, <laughs> she's, she's pulling her weight basically. She's pulling her weight much more than like I hate to say this about Harvey Corman because I I don't. He's I, one he of those does fine, but it's just it it doesn't fit. Yeah, it's not like, right. It's no, like but like I mean like he's just she's just dancing circles. He's as whiny this. as Anakin, but with a freaking yeah. volcano. In yeah, his head. it's really hard. He's to, not adding value to the especially, Star Wars universe, especially in a modern like setting. He's a character I can't you really can't relate to. He's no, it's really, very dated. He's it, definitely it very like because he's not a hero. He, he's just kind of creepy. Like yeah, and not, like the comedy of it is lost. Yeah. In in just it's not got, even just the creepiness; it's just the pacing is just terrible. Well, he's got that volcano we call it volcano head. What actually is that? Any ideas? That's how uh, he's drinking. Yeah, I mean, but it's like a head. It goes directly how, to. But his he brain. has a mouth, regular human mouth. Yeah, it doesn't really actually do. So anything. what is this? It's a, his absorption of. So do you think he eats and drinks like a human too? I don't know. I can tell you that he is a humanoid. It doesn't actually say. Because uh, it seems like a gag, like you know, oh, let's have a guy with a drinks to the top uh, of his head well, gag. That's it. it that's exactly there. what it is. You've got a scene where everybody's drinking. How can you make the drinking different? Right. Let me just have this goofball poured in the top of his right. head. And he's a goofball. Yeah. I got I, that right. That, that's the thing. He's just super creepy. Um, um, so. Can I ask you guys a uh, Star Wars holiday question in general? Yeah. All right. All right. Here's my my hypothetical thing. All right. So we all know what Life Day is. If you don't know, turn in your fan card. Uh, can you think of possibly other holidays that would exist in the Star Wars universe, what they're called, and what are they? I got one, and uh, I've already thought of. I wonder what you guys um, come up with. Well, 
There's got to be something historical, something representing this certain battle, and mm-hmm. like the the Battle of Hoth or something. I I don't think it's historical. I think it's a religious thing. I think Life Day probably falls on. Oh no, we're like, talking. I'm talking about a different one. Yeah, make up oh. your own holiday. If you oh don't. oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I, I mixed <laughs> up. I I thought it was about the context of. Oh no, a, a different like what would be another holiday within? Assuming the they have others. Uh, well, there's probably one. They're a very warrior driven society, or at least somewhat. So I imagine a lot of them are famous battles. Yeah, yeah. talking about the Wookiees, just a in lot, general. Yeah, oh, in general? In, in the whole in the, Star Wars universe. Well, we know at least Vector Day, which we've had a... We do know Vector Day. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do there? Um, what's, what's, how does that work, Vector Day? I don't know. We don't, we, we don't have anything. There's a party on it. Yeah. Well, I got one called Hothween. Hothween. And what Hothween is, <laughs> it takes place on Hoth, obviously, but the deal is you find a carcass of one of those big animals. I yeah, the Tauntaun. Tauntaun, right. And you crawl inside it, and that's your costume. And you go around to different rebel bases and get I, treats. That's horrible. <laughs> that's just, wow. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Like, you're Probably. just like, walking around in that you get, I don't know what treats How would be. How did you even, like, be in the mood for a treat after being in there? <laughs> well, maybe they treat something really good. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they would have. What, what would the rebels have that's Give good? me alcohol for that. Like, that's the only way you're going to alleviate it's Star Wars, there's no alcohol. Well, so, know there has to be alcohol they're drinking. Ice pops. <laughs> so as part of our as as part of our life day celebration here, let's talk about Star Wars and Christmas and and mm. all of our holidays. How does how does that fit in? Does anybody can anybody recall something they've received as a gift that's Star Wars related? Um, they've something they've given, something they've received. I can tell you. Um, I one of the first things I bought for my wife when we first met was uh, the Ewok Paplu. They had you know the awesome stuffed Ewoks from from you know the early eighties. Um, I bought one of them on eBay and uh, it was awesome. And I, I think we even still have it. Um, hmm. Aside from that, other Star Wars gifts that I've gotten and received. One of my favorite Star Wars gifts I've ever received was a. Um, like a super deformed playset, not a playset, just a super deformed character set of a whole run of characters from the Phantom Menace. So it was a small, big-headed Anakin, uh, a small, big-headed Jabba. He, Jabba even made it in. Um, Jar Jar was in there, of course. Padme. Uh, I think Mace Windu was in there. Were they like minifig size? They were, they were probably about two inches tall squished and as short and fat as can be and they glow in the dark uh that was probably one of my favorite star wars gifts i've ever received but they, like rubber like vinyl? they were they were um like injected like uh they're like hollow mm-hmm. uh just a, like a, almost like a vinyl like a finger puppet maybe they were it, definitely like a finger puppet but you couldn't really fit your finger in the hole in the bottom i remember i don't know when i got it exactly enough for the holidays or not i forget but i the only star wars action figure i actually had as opposed to you who had many i had a hammerhead because hammerhead was my favorite alien in star wars they're called ithorians now yeah see i didn't know that here's my fan card but uh, <laughs> uh, but i loved that character and he came with a rifle if i remember correctly yes and i, I lost so. the rifle right away <laughs> <laughs> but i used to play him with all my other toys and just pretended he was some kind of weird monster or something but i played i didn't pretend he was who he was in the movie i used him for other things but i loved that character He's that a figure yeah, I love that. well when it comes to star wars i can probably think of two gifts that i have received um, though I'm not quite sure of the timing. I know that 
Um, for one Christmas, I got a gaming computer. The first game I loaded on that was uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Nice. So that's uh, it was that mm-hmm. and um, Jedi Academy were the first games I played on there. Um, and now I just play a lot of. Uh, if I was to pick a game, I would have played Empire War. Um, like if I had to pick a Star Wars game right off the top of my head right now. Um, and that uh, I believe this was a Christmas gift. So I have a three foot long maquette like statuette of Jabba the Hutt. Hmm. I received that for Christmas. It is huge. That thing is awesome. It's the best Star Wars thing I own. Got away a ton. Oh, it, it, it's actually like hollow and like stuffed. It's yeah, it's like a rubbery. Really? It's like a rubber, and then like the inside is. Um, like a like a stuff. It, you could use it as a pillow. It's actually really comfortable. Wow. Yeah, and it's it's limited. To, was it five hundred? Yeah, it was like five hundred. You can find. I've seen them on eBay. If you type in Jabba the Hutt maquette, it'll come up. I've always wanted to get. Um, and I'm hoping somebody out there listens to us and hears me. I want a small, salacious crumb to go with it. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I want to find one. I want to, like I want a stuffed one that yeah. would be like a little beanie baby. Think it exists? They do. They have a beanie baby version. Yeah, they do have a beanie baby version. I know that they sold them at a uh, the at Disneyland. Yeah. Um or mm. Disney World. Um and uh the only other thing I want and I know these exist and I got to find it. It they made like it, I don't know if it was scale if it um it probably wasn't. It was probably off scale, but they made the hookah like frog Okay. thing that Jabba has but they made it like human size wow. like you could like you couldn't use it of course but it was like like a nice statuette of it and it's I've seen it and it looks fantastic same company know. made it probably it, I don't know if it was the same company uh, it might have even been Hasbro like it was like some like one of the statue kind of a things but it, it's really cool and if I if if I can find one one day I will buy it almost instantly so, to All close right. our Life Day celebrations, for this year for Life Day, <laughs> what would you like? So, this uh, is... You, you is could, this in the universe? What's our, what's our guidelines uh, here? Uh, what is this? Is this, is this in the universe? Like, it has uh, to be something in Star Wars? So yeah, so what is, your, what is your perfect Star Wars oh gift God. this year? Something that you could receive that's, that's Star Wars based. It may exist, it may not exist. Right. Anything that you could have right now. I can tell you mine. Okay. Um, the Star Wars six-inch black series action figures. Um, they're twenty dollars a piece. I have one of them, the original Luke, the first one that came out. Luke in his in his uh, rebel pilot outfit. Yeah, his pilot outfit. Um, it's so awesome. Uh, they made. They've probably made a dozen or so since. Um, the they made a Jabba that's in that size, so it's like a 14, 18 inch mm-hmm. Jabba. They made the uh, Scout Trooper on a speeder bike. Those are like forty bucks each. Are they really articulated? They're 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 decently articulated. Definitely a lot, but the, I, they're super high quality yeah. sculpts. I would Only describe them bucks, as huh? somewhat between the actual action figures and the sideshow like super expensive ones. Yeah, they're 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 the halfway point between them. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. the Marvel Legends That's line. That's pretty affordable for something. Like 20 bucks yeah, is really is nice. great, but I have one of them. Um I just have that Luke and I would want just I want the whole line. Give yeah. me the whole line for Christmas and we're done. We're solid. <laughs> All, right. All right, Alex, you? My problem is I like everything. Um like <laughs> can be in universe anything well, from Star Wars. I guess two answers. One just simply based on tonight when we looked at that uh um a pre- oh, sorry, another episode when we looked at the uh, toy of the hollow chest. I know it's small, but I really like that a lot. I'd love to have that. 
and uh, it's not that expensive, so that's one possibility. Yeah, my other answer is going to be kind of dumb. My other answer is, I don't know if they suck or not. They might totally be horrible, or they might be cool. I don't know. But I always wanted to get at least one of the Transformers Star Wars figures. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, cool. Yeah, they're like this. Yeah, well, which one do you like? Uh, I remember the Obi-Wan being cool. I, I remember Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. Um, uh, yeah. Obi-Wan turns into what, the Jedi Starfighter? I believe so. I don't. I'm trying. I just remember the transformed version as the character. What was the X fighter one like? Uh, I don't. That, know. But they, I know they had an X fighter one. Yeah. Did they have a the Death Star one? Yes, totally. Yeah. That was like the Emperor or Darth uh, Vader. Those I are. Had, that's I really, was really cool. interested in those. Those are really I, neat. I happen to like Transformers toys and Star Wars together. It's like awesome. Uh, well, I'm gonna pick fictional stuff. <laughs> um, because be I, on the set of the new movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's fiction. Um. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, if I had to pick a real thing that I would want from Star Wars, like, that I could buy, I could own, I would like a nicer, uh, stunt lightsaber, like, those ones that, like, that make sound, you know, the ones that you, you, you actually use for, like, yeah. light combat, mm -hmm. that's just fun stuff, I, I would love to have one on my wall, uh, I know that there's a company out there called Ultra Sabers, that, those are the ones I bought the other ones from, that I have, and I would love to own, uh, they have one that's shaped like the Sword of Omens from Thundercats. Oh, wow. That's awesome, and I love that one. Um, and <laughs> I, maybe I, one day I'll get Crossing that, the streams there. Yeah, it's a little crossing the stream. But actually, I would also like a... Uh, Santa, if you're listening, I would actually like a uh, uh, nuclear accelerator from Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know, it's a, I think we've proven... It's a proven fact that Santa Claus actually is one of our best subscribers for this podcast. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. You're listening. Uh, I'm going to okay. add one more. Sorry. I would like a really good, the best one out there, Star Wars minis game. I know there's a bunch at this point. A, ga a game that involves, Oh, the Star Wars miniatures game? There's all kinds. There's actually more than one. Been there's a, a new one much. that's coming out. Uh, Fantasy Flight. It's um, it's a tactical... Imperial Assault or Imperial something? Imperial Assault. Yeah. Is, it looks so awesome. I saw it in person. It's not coming out until next year, I don't think, yeah. but... It looks so good. Is it ship combat, basically? No. So there's no. Star Wars X-Wing is the ship combat. There's Star Wars Armada, which is the large ship combat. Uh -huh. And Imperial Assault is finally the small land-based character mm -hmm. uh, battles. It, it, it looks amazing. And Besides that, what was your favorite Star Wars miniatures game so far? Uh, Star Wars of Tactics. Yeah, I like that a lot. The game where you would swing the lightsaber and you physically like pull the character I the back. Transformers... Tactics, but yep. it was really dumb. I gotta say, I liked it the way it looked, but it was Star Wars like, Tactics was. I had like ninety of them, <laughs> and it, you know they all had like a little like if it had a blaster, you push a little button and right. you shot a piece across the yeah. table, and you had to knock your opponent's guys off. It was cool. I love Star Wars Tactics. Yeah, that game's great. I would I would like a set of those, like a whole like the whole collection. Um, what but set of Star Wars micro? To finish up, oh, I want two things from the Star Wars universe. One is actually from the holiday special. In Lumpy's room is a large bantha stuffed animal, and oh. the the star the stormtrooper rips off its head and he and repairs it near that in that sequence in the film. Yep. I love that thing. Mm. I want that much more than I will ever unknow. <laughs> like I don't. I, I want that one too. I want the one that was in the movie. Got the, head ripped off. Yeah, because it it just it comes it goes right back on. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's actually really lame thinking that about it. Like, the stormtrooper rips off its head, but it just kind of slides back around. Like, it's actually really <laughs> stupid. Wow. Um, I wonder if that prop might still exist. Might be. 
maybe I, I think it's really cool. It looks fantastic. It's just this cool little toy. Very cool. But if I had to pick something from the Star Wars Gift Singers, I would like an E11 Blast Tech rifle for Christmas. <laughs> I want to be able Wait, to shoot my enemies we'll for a lot of your eye out. Haven't you asked for a lot of things so far? <laughs> I, I really like that's the Stormtrooper rifle for people that don't know. Um, it can't it can't shoot for crap apparently. <laughs> it's got really bad aim, but yeah. oh, that would be fun to own a light a life uh, a rifle, and I feel like it would be more useful than a lightsaber. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, it was a fun life day here. Yeah, it's time to close up and end our celebrations. We wish you a happy life day too. And we have, have one a- thing to say to everybody: good night, but <laughs> not goodbye. <laughs> 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 Are we getting uh, closed down by the Empire for tonight? Oh, uh, our curfew's over. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Star Wars Holiday Special Game Show, or the Star What the Holiday Special Game Show. I'm your host, Marty Cobb, and with our first guest is Alex Strang. Nope. <laughs> Hi, my name's Dromboy the Amorphan. I'm sorry if I'm late or early. I never can really tell. Sorry. But the cause is speeding up and slowing down, you know. Oh, okay. That, that yeah. is... Is Amorphia fun? Uh, sometimes if you blink, you miss it. Ugh. <laughs> and our second guest today... I am B4711, the missing stormtrooper. Did you fall off an edge? I don't know. You know what? what I was... had an action figure of that guy. I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> Look, sir. <laughs> Droids. All right. Um, so today, our holiday game show is going to be simple. I'm going to present you with three presents. Each of them will have an item in them. You get to pick one. Behind, I will tell you a name behind each one. And you get to take it home. Woo! So maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe you'll get something really bad. I'm not quite sure myself. All right. So there are three presents in front of us. There, there really are. What's present and number one? Present number one is an Alsacan Tessent. Present number two has the Eye of Coda. Oh. And present number three has Kozak. I don't know how you say that. It's Kozak. It's got a, like, it's got a pier- it's Kozak! Got a, Can you spell it? It's K H O Z apostrophe Z A K. It's got apostrophe in it. That's what's throwing me off. Um, do I want the eye of Coda or do I want Kozak? Well, that's a good question. Whatever your number was. I have Coda. Of course, sounds really interesting right away. But it could be somebody's eye. I don't know if I really want an eye, an actual eye. Kozak sounds kind of interesting. I can't tell what it would be. Would it be a food item? Well, this is your only life day present you guys are getting. Oh, uh, yeah. What the Alsacan Tessent? Is that what you're taking? I don't know. I'm, no. I'm still thinking. I, uh, I'm i going to go... I, I like the last one, the uh, Kozak thing, because I think it might be something really delicious. Like a great snack food for life day. So, are you taking door number three? I Mr. will, Morgan? unless anyone objects, I'm going to take present. Number three. Maybe it's <laughs> a door, maybe it's a present. I don't know. It's present number three. Okay. And? Uh, I have a collection of eyes. I might as well take the eye of Coda. All right. Hmm. So we're going to start out with present number one, opened by whatever your name was. 
I thought I picked present number three. Oh, present number three. I'm sorry. <laughs> present number three. All had right, a... let me open it up. Wow, what is it? The Kazak, the Kozak, was an ancient piece of Gree technology whose purpose remained unknown. <laughs> <laughs> it was discovered in the jungles by planet Assation by Corellia Antilles, who I guess is not Wedge. Related to Wedge? Yeah, Wedge's son or something. Which was at the time being hunted by a tribe of feral Gree protecting the Kozak. I have a feeling that uh, Corellia Antilles is uh, Indiana Jones. And that this is like the artifact that he grabbed. <laughs> so at least Gree would be interested in this. Uh, I to sell it yeah. one day. Uh, later, a group of Gree from the planet Tihasa negotiated for the Kazakh's return, paying a large number of credits and one minor Gree device for it. So they were able to trade. So you'll get some money back. How, well, if I sell it. I just want one question. How did this, the game show here, how did they acquire this? You don't want to. This has apparently it. been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> it was found on the back of a. Well, I feel pretty good about my gift. I think it could be worth something, and maybe it's. Uh, well, it something. could be. It could be cursed. You don't know what it does. I, it's okay. All right. And door, and you got present number two, the Eye of Coda. Okay. Let me open this up. <laughs> so angry about it. I was an excited kid. The Ida of Coda was an amulet or medallion encrusted with a gem. It was named after the legendary scout Kryn Coda, who found it. Although there are many legends about its purpose, the gem was in fact a map representing stars and planets. Wow. It led to a planet which was home to the Temprestro Temple on Coda's world. As the missing stormtrooper, I might find my way home. Yeah. Uh, you don't you want to go to that planet? Or else it's uh -oh. uh, there is actually a problem here. <laughs> The eye was originally bestowed upon Kryn Coda by the Tempestro after he saved them from a great disease. After Coda's disappearance, shortly after he found it, the amulet passed from many hands for over a number of years, afflicting its owners with misfortune and death. Oh, crazy. <laughs> Actually, yeah. like, I'm laughing at your possible uh, misfortune and death. Can I, can I change that? No, uh, I, you, I, I will concede that you might want the Alsacan Tessin. It's, well, it's too late. It's right? too late, right? Yeah, we chose that. it, but Man. tell us what we missed. Well, you missed the Alsacan Tessin. The Alsacan Tessin was one of the two infamous statues, the other referred to the Iru Tessin. The Alaska. Er, Alsaken version represented the creature of the world's legends, a fierce feline avian that is supposed to come to the aid of its early rulers in time of need. So uh, the statue. How big is that statue? It contained hidden secrets. Oh. And it was only uh, there were etched coordinates only visible in ultralight. So there was coordinates mm. on it. Yeah, it's too mysterious. I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, the eye of good is at least cursed and fun. Yeah, you know what it is. You know what you're getting. I'm, 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 I'm getting dead. <laughs> We're just going to pass it around to somebody else. Not me. Thank you for playing, Mr. Uh, Demorphian. Whatever. But my actual name is um, Harvey Corman. No, my actual name <laughs> is uh, Dromboid. Oh, Thanks. Uh, I had a great time. Thank you for playing Dr Mr. Dromboid. And thank you for playing... Uh, B4711. B4711. And have a good night, and happy holidays, happy life day, from here at Starwood. This episode was sponsored in part by Dago Donuts. Dago Bye Bye.